Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. How not to capture a human. Written by Kiwi Space Marine. Gurk, Black, and the rest of the Gark science crew dragged the kicking and screaming human into the sterile testing lab, making sure to close the gun metal gray biovolted doors behind them. Before they could get into the operating table, however, in a fit of rage, it threw a third alien, Zerk, head over heels into the wall, denting the wall, and staining the polished, sterile, whitewashed surface with an unlucky alien's internal fluids. Glurk had to control himself to not vomit into his biosuit. Black did vomit into his biosuit. The human continued to protest. With a considerable effort, the researchers managed to heave it onto the table of metal restraints, were lowered onto it, pressing against the limbs, momentarily giving the researchers a break. But, to their horror, it simply broke out of them and leapt across the table. Now, it used a torn metal as a weapon, splattering the helpless gawk against the reinforced plaster steel window, all the while shouting, Now listen here, you explicitives. You think you can just come down to Earth and kidnap me, huh? It blustered, smashing a computer console. I'll show you. Come here, you expletive. The last remark was addressed to Glurk, who soiled his suit in terror. Use the nerve gas, he cried out, to trying to dodge the blow that almost penetrated the deck rating. You've got to subdue it. Black nodded and threw himself at the emergency panel, smashing the glass cover and pounding his fist on the large red button. An alarm blared and a green mist spewed out from hidden nozzles. The gas came too late to save Black, however. The unfortunate gawk was turned into a ludicrous amount of gibbs by the backhand of the torso. The human stopped suddenly and the fumes entered his respiratory organs, coughing fit to burst. It threw itself to the floor, denting the deck again, hands clutching its throat as it struggled to breathe. Help me! It croaked, convulsing wildly. I can't breathe! The final paroxysm had shuddered and went limb. His eyelids fluttered shut and the hands relaxed on the makeshift club. Clark breathed a sigh of relief and detachment from security flooded in the room. Their weapons trained on the human. Leaning over it, Gark studied the immense form of the alien. It was quite a magnificent creature, really. Clark had saddened that they had to kid it, but the incident had proved that humans were too dangerous to be taken alive. He studied the face, taking a prominent jawline, the contorted face muscles, the mouth filled with teeth that could probably shred him to bits, the way the whiteness of his eyeballs contrasted violently with the soft blue color, a gleam in his eyes as they regarded him with hostility. A gleam in his eyes. A gleam. Wait a sec. The eyes were open. Suddenly, a hand shot out and swiftly grabbed him by the throat, struggling weakly in the iron grip. Clark watched in fascinated horror as the human got to his feet. Giving the savage grin, it brought and trembling Clark close to his toothy maw. Next time, it whispered in a voice that made Clark tremble even more violently. 
Don't use peppermint sprays, will knock out gas. That had no effect, none at all. Oh, expletive. End of story. Story number two. Bureaucracy never dies. Written by a glass of whiskey. Yes, what is it now? This cooperation with aliens thing seemed like less and less of a good idea the more he actually had to cooperate with them. I've detected a suboptimal configuration in your waste tanks. Oh, please, not this stuff again. The what? Well, you see, wait, wait. How much will this impact my final project? The aliens had an expression of what he presumed was a slight annoyance. In your units, about 1.235 kilograms of mass after changing all of them. And how many are there? About a hundred. Why? Why him? Why always him? Look here, we don't care about that. It's too small of a difference. Let's get back to work, please. But the alien disappointed him once again by continuing to speak. Maybe so. But over a long enough time... Listen here, do you want to know why they are too large? He blurted out after remembering something. You mean, uh, you know? Maybe this angle could work. Of course I do. Now just listen. Originally all the vast storage tanks were used up as rocket boosters that were repurposed for a purpose. Makes sense, a bit of extra tank and a minor control system and voila, extra space. So, a lot of tools and configurations were developed with the size in mind. When we started to actually produce them off-world, there was already a whole ecosystem for support and handling of these older models. Of course, since the optimal solution was so close, they just used a slightly suboptimal one to better be able to function with the older stuff. So simple story, right? Except it doesn't start there. As it turns out, the rocket boosters themselves were actually suboptimal. The people designed them that wanted them slightly larger, but they had to be able to pass through the tunnel on their way to the launch. This tunnel used to be the U.S. standard railroad distance between rails of 4 feet and 8.5 inches. An odd number, to be sure. So why that one? Well, that was the one used in England, and the U.S. railroads were built by the English expats. So why did the English use the specific number? Because the people that built the railroads also built the tramways, and that is the distance that they used. So again, why? Well, because they used the tools that were used for building wagons, which used that distance between its wheels. Why? Because any of the distance would have broken the wagons on some of the old long-distance roads. So who built the old long-distance roads? The first long-distance roads in Europe were built by the Imperial Rome to be used by their legions. So in the end, why did they establish a specific wheel spacing? Because they had to be usable by the Roman war chariots. Since these were the standardized, they all used the same spacing, which was the space needed to put two horses side by side. So you see, in the end... It's rather simple. The reason the tank is slightly too large is because of the precise measurements of a horse's ass. The alien, having sat in their stunned silence and waved the information hit him, could finally get a word in. So wait, let me see if I got this right. This thing, this chariot, was thousands of years ago, before you even had the most basic technology or even a glimmer of a rocket. 
This has propagated through time at an effect your waste tanks suboptimally. His voice was reaching almost a shrill as he got closer to the end. Please tell me that this is an remarkable exception. Oh, you don't even know the start of it. End of story. Story number three. Perchance to Scream, written by Algy Father Anthracite. You think that we aren't afraid? The collateral laughter, like stones being dumped in a hauler onto the pavement. I have to, uh, excrete derogatory usage before every drop, just so I don't mess in my pants. Your, uh, deity curse category usage, right, I'm afraid. My kind spent millennia being hunted as food, more millennia hunting prey so large it could roll over and kill us accidentally, or gore us to death with its, um, measuring unit length two Galston units, tusks, if we messed up. We spent more millennia getting each other for land or resources, hell, sometimes just for pride. The creature stood tall, its oily skin rippling over thickly corded muscle. It bashed back and forth like a caged predator. It was naked. All equipment it had on when it was captured had been removed. There were patches of dark brown craggly skin on its head, showing where it had been damaged by the heating at a remarkable rate. There were seemingly random patches of fur all over its body. These uh, humans had proven to be both prolific and creative in their ability to terminate fighters of several of the most aggressive species in the conclave. They were also disturbingly hard to kill. But they were killable. It had taken a freak accident to capture the creature. It was found on the edge of a mortar crater, along with the bodies of several other humans. The specimen alone had survived. The guards had stripped everything off of it, not sure what might be a weapon, or what could be used as one. They were just putting it in the cell when it had woken up. It immediately began to struggle, and very nearly made it loose before the guards managed to get it back and lock the door. Two needed medical attention afterwards, four bites and broken lower arm. Even naked and alone, humans were freakishly fierce, it had gone through several rest cycles since then. We would now occasionally wake up while shouting for no apparent reason. It was currently being interrogated by one of the best in the conclave. What are your non-warrior kin like? Are they as aggressive as your warriors? The conclave interrogator spoke through a small speaker, which spit out metallic synthesis of the human language. Again, the laughter... Like a landslide of sharp rocks across the interrogator's audio receptors, the creature stopped and stood in front of the thick plastic window. Man, I'm not a warrior, I'm a soldier. Reproductive act derogatory uses me sideways. I'm a deity-cursed derogatory usage idiot. I never should have signed up for the excrete derogatory usage. Sign up? Sign up for what? asked the interrogator. For the service, the UECM, United Earth Combat Marines, I do a tour of duty, two years, and the Corps will pay my way through college. Before this, I worked on a farm and went to school. I couldn't afford college, so I joined the UECM. I figured I'd do some guard duty on a colony world, make my time and go home. Then, you, uh, Waste Orifice's derogatory, showed up, started shelling towns and killing people. 
The human sat on the protrusion that served as a bed which stuck out from the wall. The energy it had shown while pacing seemed to drain out of it. I just wanted to see some place that wasn't home, get an education, and get off the farm. The metallic voice asked, You're a farmer? If that were true, the conclave might have just readjusted its assessment of these creatures. If they were all capable of fighting, warring with them was a losing proposition. I'm a marine. I used to be a farmer. If I get home, I might go back to it, said the human. You are not a warrior. By trade and training, not by birth, my kind doesn't have things like that. Anyone can do anything, more or less. You were trained to be a warrior. Why would you retrain to do something else? I signed up for a couple years because after the corps would pay for me to get trained to do something else. Some people sign up for longer, though. The human lay down on the protrusion. I'm tired. I want to sleep. I don't sleep so good anymore. It's the untranslatable. They make it hard to stay asleep. What is nightmares? Came the reply after several moments. Humans sleep. They go unconscious, and while they are asleep, their brains do stuff. Sometimes the stuff is a bad dream. A nightmare is a bad dream. If it's bad enough, it'll wake you up, and you dream that about bad things that happen. You dream of your friends getting killed, blown up. You dream of their blood turning the dirt into red mud on some planet measuring unit distance photonic constant from home. You wake up screaming. This sounds unpleasant. Why do you do this nightmares? The human blinked several times and then finally did open his eyes. It said softly, Because you killed my friends and you didn't kill me. And my brain won't ever let me forget the fear I felt as they died all around me. It'll play it back over and over, looking for a way to fix it, or a way to make it not my fault. And harsh, high-definition, gory detail, until I can't take it anymore. Then I'll wake up screaming, leave me be, I'm gonna go try sleep. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.